Hello, everybody. Hello, I'm Stuart. I'm running the game. I'm Ali, and I'm playing Kenny, and I have a Rowlet called Bowtie and a Magikarp called Moustache. Uh, I'm David, and I'm playing Theo, and because I'm very boring, I have a Kabuto, a Meditite, and a Swaddle that are called Kabuto, Meditite, and Swaddle. Uh, cabbage. Okay, well. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Tom, and I'm playing Brandy, and I have two Pokemon currently, Wimpy the Baneary, and the other is Gary the Skaroopy. Lovely. Who I notice is almost always called Gary the Skaroopy. Gary the Skaroopy. Every time he's mentioned, it's Gary the Skaroopy. And he's the only... He's the only Pokemon that we do that for. It's like his name is Gary the Skaroopy. Yeah, because if I just say Gary, people are going to think it's Gary Smoke. No, I'm I'm not against it. I just find it very interesting how it's always... Maybe we change Gary Smoke's name to Gary the Human. Yes. Yeah. And we That's call only fair. Gary the Skaroopy and Gary the Human. Because I don't want to say that one Gary is more important than the other. So yeah. All Garys are created equal. It's the most popular Pokemon name <laughs> since Gary became the Pokemon champion. Yeah, so there are loads of Pokemon out there nicknamed as Gary. Yeah. I also like the idea of people naming their Pokemon like we named our Bebo profiles as children. So it's like somebody's got like a sexy baby Gary. <laughs> the giraffe rig. Um, but let's find out what happened last time. Previously... On Critical Ditto. We should start in the Mind Palace. Andros is exhausted. His mind is empty. His muscles are drained, but he's still pushing. He just blacks out under the water, and then he's back on the beach, and he wakes up. Red imprint on the forehead. Mm. We just now see Andros hugging his own knees. Kenny goes over there and sits down next to him. The tree's about to explode, and we need to get out of here. Kenny grabs his hand and tries to make an exit somehow. In order to help you sort of force an exit, Pete and Tuki spinning around almost floating and they've created like the exit. Come on, Andros, we need to make a move for it. Kenny, you clearly have people who care about you. I know where you're going with this. He pushes no, you. No, I won't give up on you. Through the, through the gates. I don't care how many ragtag rookie trainers there are here. I want Andros and I'm going to take him. And he sends Sork. Bowtie, go! Brandy sees Theo. Oh, Theo, thank God you're here. Oh, it is on. Rowlet goes for the neck because that's where Sir Waddle and Gary are anyway. And that's too much for Sork to handle. Too much. Okay, so Sork goes down. Everyone's kind of convening in the in the medical bay. Honey, Le Bon Junction, I would like to introduce you to Calico, one of those responsible for destroying Surfloat Town. I'm a member of Team Nautilus, and I was here to recruit some new rookie members. Calico gets wheeled out by the, the paladins. Theo, consider your actions still in breach of our laws, so I hereby excommunicate you officially. Candy looks up and says, Theo, Brandy, Kenny, you have more than earned these trainer licenses. I want to talk to you about the Pokemon League Special Defenders. Some distance away from the Sephiroth tree, we see the white-haired Frey perched on a branch. Groundskeeper Billy is sat next to her. Groundskeeper Billy's features melt away and take on the black lupine form of a Zororok. We follow Frey's gaze as she stares intently at Kenny. We'll follow him with interest. Alright, so I want to talk to you about the Special Defenders Initiative. But I understand you've been through a lot. You're looking ragged. All right, all right. Okay, speak for yourself there. No, it's very true. 
Kenny! I'm speaking about myself. Okay. Well, you, you look know. amazing as always, Brandy. Why are you still not wearing clothes? That's what I don't understand. You're still in your pants, Kenny. I've grown very comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> Can we get this man one of the one of the hospital robes? Or... <laughs> this is a point. Do you have like a last property or something? Or uh, it's a ring. It's a ring. Teddy points Kenny in the direction. Oh of... wait, did you still need us? I mean, before you disperse, that's that's fine. I was going to say, yeah, maybe if we meet back in front of the tree, maybe in the morning, give everyone a chance to just recoup and then we can talk. I don't want to put any pressure on, but um, it's an initiative that's close to my heart and... Oh, I'm not giving you money. I don't have any money. It's not I a can't ch- believe you're doing a donation <laughs> now. <laughs> all right. No, um, I think you would all be perfect, but I understand you need some time. So go do whatever you need to do and maybe we'll talk tomorrow. Sounds good. Okay. All right. All right. I'll be leaving my wallet at home, though. Nothing's changed there. (laughs) (laughs) He's never been to dinner. So we've sort of got free reign now. You're obviously still in the tree. Aster and Honey are in a bed over there. Kenny, Andros is is there as well. Calico's been wheeled out, I suppose. The rookies, I guess, are outside, but I don't know exactly what's (laughs) happening with that. They're on, like, refugee Who knows what's going on out there? So I want to just open it up to you guys and see what you would like to do in the immediate. Well, I probably should get some clothes. Mm. Maybe this is a good time to sort of take stock and just sort of, I don't know, spend a little time bonding with the old, with the new captures and stuff and just sort of prepping ourselves before we go to the Special Defenders Initiative. That was what they called, right? Well, that's what she wanted to talk to you about. The yeah. SDI. The old SDI. I've had a couple of those in... <laughs> <laughs> and I guess me and Brandy also need to heal up considering that we are both yeah, we're also significantly very much, wounded. Yeah, we're very much harmed. It's pretty clear that the likes of Andros and stuff, they are fine where they are for the time being. I mean, how, depends how you define fine. Well, as in, no immediate harm is going to come to them, because Kenny's been quite protective over Andros, but he would leave Andros knowing, no, there's nothing he can really do for his mental state, maybe but physically. Maybe, maybe there's a little, maybe Kenny goes over to Teddy, who's got a charm. Yeah. Hello. Theodore? So, basically, that wee swimmer man, the blue one, um, I'm, is he still blue? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm, no, he's just got the beak. <laughs> is he going to be okay? Think, uh, you see, you see, like a little chart, and like it looks ragged, unstable, like, unstable, a bit sort of dips. Yeah, maybe, maybe Teddy the Ursaring looks down at the chart, and then looks back at you, and is sort of unwilling to show you the full chart. That doesn't seem too good, but physically, he's going to be okay, right? Like. No one's going to try to attack him or steal him. Like, you, you look after him, right? <laughs> Ursaring just puts a paw gently on your cheek. Oh, that's both terrifying and com- comforting at the same and, time. And kind of half smiles. It's like an awkward... <laughs> I'll take it. I'm sure you'll do your best. Right, the last property. Asta, I think, beckons you over, Thea. Okay. Um, Thea. I'll just get myself a coffee. It, it's fine, it's fine. I, 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 you, you don't need to leave. Honey, um... Are you sure, baby? Because I really want to stay. I don't yes. want to cover. That was a lie. <laughs> okay, you can stay. You can stay. That's... that's... Oh, thank goodness. Um, Theo, I just wanted to say thank you. Don't mention it. I won't. Ever again. But I wanted to say it, I suppose, so that you knew it, because you can't read my thoughts. Theo's hands are gripping their thighs quite tightly at this uh, moment of intense sexual chemistry between the two of them. You cut over 
over to Professor Honey, and in the anime style, there are flames behind her. And she's like giving Theo the most evil eye possible as she senses sexual tension. Well, to Theo, Astro is kind of in that sort of Vaseline kind of like very large shoujo eyes, like yeah. little pink, sparkly background. Love it. Great I moment. I do hope we'll see each other again. I'll make sure of it. Brandy, what are you do? I think Brandy, yeah, just sort of goes over to one of the the Ordinos or whoever whoever else is around. Ordino. Just, to, just to get like her ribs like re I think she's getting her ribs rebandaged. I thought you could just say realigned. So the Ordino just reaches in. Ordino. Ordino. Eddie, come back! No! <laughs> So yeah, no, you, you. I think the Ordino gives you some some pucker pills, like painkillers, redresses the bandages. You're feeling pretty good. I think the medicine in the Pokemon world is pretty advanced. I mean, they can heal Pokemon like yeah. like that. What what time is it? What what sort of? I would say sort of early evening. I think actually, then Brandy's quite hungry, and well, now that she's got the sort of medicine or whatever, I guess because the the tree's a bit in bad shape. Yeah, I for sure. It's all a bit. I actually think maybe some emergency poker services have turned up. There's some poker firefighters outside using their polywhirls and general water types to just try and extinguish some of the flames from the cast form thunderbolts and that sort of thing. Go up to one of the general water types and they're like, can I help you? And they're like, oh, I'd rather talk to the polywhirl if that's okay. You're just a general water type. Like, I really, I prefer the polywhirl knows what they know who they are. I can't tell if you're a goldine or a fever, so you're just kind of everything at the same time. <laughs> I get this all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's happening around the tree, I suppose. Maybe some people who might have been hit by a rogue hailstone are being sort of taken away from the medical centre to a nearby city or town. Okay, well, I think Brandy's going to go in search of food there and maybe invite the, the others to come along. Kenny appears from the uh, lost and found. Kenny, how do you feel about your hospital gown? In fact, what does it um, look like? Bowtie and Kenny both exit the lost property room. And yeah, sure, Kenny's in a hospital gown with a stethoscope wrapped around his waist as a belt. Great. Bowtie comes out wearing a little, like, surgeon's cap on the top of his head. <laughs> okay. And then moustache flops out. Magikarp's wearing trousers and a shirt that magically fits. Um, a very, very small, thin Ordino was wearing those. Okay. And uh, Magikarp found those, and they both turned to, to moustache and were like, why didn't you put that on? How are you wearing trousers? Corp, corp. I'm a human and I'm in a gown. Magikarp. I'm very impressed. There are no ends to your talents. Magikarp. Sorry, Brandon, what was that? Food? Yes, good idea. Theo? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know where we yeah, get yeah. my food, but I say hit the atrium. I see a couple, few people gathering down there in the sort of middle bit and there seems to be a Big vat of something. <laughs> Brandy's favourite food from home. <laughs> the big vat of salmon. Oh, I hope it's chips and curry sauce. Chips and curry sauce! Chips and curry sauce! So what? So someone has set up like a... Yeah, emergency services. They've emergency, got their classic, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they've got little bento boxes that they're handing out. Yeah. They've got like sort of packed lunches. Of like... Which Pokemon is preparing these bento boxes? Which Pokemon, you say? Mm-hmm. I say it's a... Come on, Tom. One thousand Pokemon to choose from. Pick the greatest. <laughs> who would be the best Pokemon to choose? It's a Baneary. It's just another Baneary. Oh my. Okay. No, that's fun. That's fun. Well, it's and there's a person who is is definitely yeah. Apron. Uh, quite plain attire. Rough cropped hair. Uh, smiling, kind face. Looks like they don't take too much care of their own 
parents, but more because they care about other people. And they have a Baneri who is helping out, spooning out some... It's like a chilli. Like, you know, a big old vat pan of chilli. And you see... Yeah, a few of the audience members from the swimming biome getting some stuff. Maybe a few of the rookies as well have returned yeah, to the atrium, back come back, and I think Hannah and Bash are sort of having a little conversation, having their chili. Carlos is maybe on his own, Heron on their own as well. But they're, they're oh, sat on their own very close to each other. Yes. <laughs> and then Barnaby Timms and Hedrold are like in intense conversation somewhere and there's zigzagoons with them absolutely munching down the chilli as well. I think Hedrold is frantically writing up the story. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Barnaby's do... correcting all of his grammar. Yes, but as, as Hedrold is going to do, he's focusing really on the wrong bits. He's very <laughs> much focused on like, his great battle with Barnaby Timms. <laughs> he just, he's just writes up a match report. Man, an incredibly impactful round one match between Barnaby Timms and Hedrold was fought at the Sephiroth tree today. Nothing else occurred. <laughs> right, Barnaby? Absolutely, old chap. Can I get a comment? Oh, you can get one great comment from me, Barnaby Timms, and that comment is, I've been a great friend today, and that friend is Hedrold. What a scoop. <gasps> oh. <laughs> okay, so what are you guys doing? Uh, I get some food. Yeah, I think we go line we join the line. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. This person who's doling out the chili is like, oh, hey, hi. Uh, nice to see you guys. Uh, who are you? Hello, I'm Kenneth Mullet. Um, I saved the tree with my help of my two friends. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, sure. You wanted some You wanted some, uh, some food? Yes, please. No worries. Okay, Bunny, serve them up. Serve them up some chili. Wimpy, what are you doing behind the counter? Uh, so Kenny, I, I guess we haven't come across this situation before, but but there's more Wimpy. than there's, you're also next to Wimpy. What is going on here? More than two of the same Pokemon. Will people. someone explain it to me, please? I'm trying, Kenny. Leo, <laughs> what's going on? You see those two zigzagoon over there that we've already experienced. <laughs> this is this is this. I can't be bothered. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just it's still Wimpy. Wimpy clone themselves. Wow. You have a Baneer as well. Yeah, this is uh, this is my Wimpy. Oh, hey Wimpy. Say you... hi, Wimpy. We look towards Wimpy. I think maybe Wimpy's kind of a bit sort of behind Brandy's leg, not really interested in sort of talking. Out. Wimpy, say hello to the nice person and the Terence. Terence. Sorry, say hello to Terence and then what's your Baneri? Is it Baneri or name or? Uh, yeah, and Philip. Say hello to Philip. Like Brandy tries to push Baneri out, and Baneri's like. And like gets a bit annoyed at sort of Brandy. I'm like, whoa, 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 all right, chill out. And Baneri sort of just leaves the line. It just just walks off. Oh, Wimpy. I'm sorry. I, was it me? Did I do something wrong there? No, F- no. Philip. Philip. Oh. Ju- I, I apologise, he does this a lot and I think sees himself as a, a bit of a therapist. <laughs> Bring that a notepad. <laughs> just write, it, just write Baneri on it over and over again. It's just poor print. <laughs> what's he writing? What's he saying? He's assessing you. I, I, assessing I, me? I, I'm sorry, okay? I, I, <sighs> Baneri seem quite strong-willed. When they get something in their mind they want to do, that's hard to shake them off it. Yeah, I, my, Wimpy's not normally... I don't know. Um, Brandy, do you want to... We'll get some food for you if you want to go and speak to Wimpy. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, sure. You go, you go over there and we'll do things for you. Yeah, well, yeah, all right. Yeah, fine, great. Thanks, yeah. Theo, I appreciate it. Yeah, great. Yeah, you go talk to your rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> What's a rabbit? <laughs> Where is, where is so, Wimpy gone? I think, tragically, Brandy doesn't know where Wimpy's gone. 
she sort of runs out to try and follow where he went, sort of around the tree, and then just sees these little sort of water droplets. And it's like, oh, follow these. So she follows them to the, like, training room where people would, like, yeah, with train or whatever. Was. And, like, the door's, like, a little bit ajar. And it's still, you know, all pretty destroyed and mm-hmm. stuff. But she sees Wimpy there just looking at himself in the mirror, and he's crying. <laughs> burn, burn. Burn, Brandy doesn't know what to do, so she just... For a minute, I was like, "Oh God, no!" No, no, I'm not wrong. No, 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 I'm not what I want to happen. <laughs> she sort of rolls, sits on a boulder. Look, Wimpy, I'm not going to lie. I was upset when we lost because I really thought we could win that one. We're a great team, and and then I don't know what happened. We just we tried, we did everything, we did our pound move. Pranieri. That's the big move, and it didn't work. Pranieri. And it's weird to think what we could have done different. But what I do know about that battle, Wimpy, is that it's not your fault. It was my fault. Does that make sense? I should have been more tactical about it. I should have realised you weren't going to beat that Porygon, or that Porygon was too strong, or what would Theo say? The defensive stat was too high at that point. You know about that something Theo would say? Bonnieri. And maybe I should have used Gary, but I didn't really like Gary the Scro- Gary the Scroopy. Sorry, to clarify. Bunny. Yeah. Uh, at that point, but I, I didn't. I thought you could beat anything in front of you. That's my fault. To put that pressure on you to make make it seem like you can destroy any Pokemon that ever goes in your path, but maybe... Bunny, Bunny, Bunny. I know, I know you can. Bunny. I know you can, but again, what I'm saying is that what I feel like I know now is that battling's a bit more than just a pound there, a pound here. Because, you know, Theo keeps trying to say this, like, oh, it's more, it's more about the attacks. But every time Theo doesn't attack, Theo loses. Bad. Really bad. And they teach Pokemon battling. So I thought we could just breeze past everyone, but maybe we can't. And you know what? We've got to keep fighting. I'm sorry about the, the sort fight. Boniri. Next time, I, we could do it together. Okay? Boniri. And I think we need to do something because we've not done this yet and... I feel like this is something you got to do as a Pokemon trainer, so I guess I wish us both luck. Here we go. And I throw out Gary the Scroopy. The Scroopy's just there on the ground, I was looking around. And then I'm like, Gary the Scroopy? Scroopy. My name's Brandy. Scroopy. And this is Wimpy. Scroopy. And then I think they lock eyes. Scroopy. Okay, okay, boys, boys. And I think what we need to do now is remember that we I are a Wimpy looks at you and is like, let me do this. Run, run. Let me prove this. Uh, Scrooby. Okay, boys, I don't know if this is a... Scrooby. Scrooby. Okay, fine. So, so Wimpy and Scrooby have just sort of started casually circling each other. And Wimpy has, yeah, has given you this look as if to say, I'm your starter. You use Gary... 
instead of me for the sword battle. You used Gary to defeat the Porygon. Let Gary me... defeated Wimpy before in the forest. Yes. Yeah. Let me let me prove something to you here. All right. Well, <laughs> come here. Wimpy wins this. Wow. Well, oh, I mean, you roll for Scroopy. I mean, in fairness, Scroopy's powerful. Scroopy's powerful. I'm rolling yeah. for Scroops. Yeah. Okay. Here we yeah. go. We're rolling one d six. David rolled for Wimpy. I hope he's nailed it because really. <laughs> There's only one nailing so, here, Tom. What happened? And it wasn't Wimpy. Oh, oh god, no. what was it? Wimpy so, got a three. A Scroopy got a six. Oh, Scroopy got a six! Okay, Scroopy well they're your they're your Pokemon, Tom, so right. you describe what happened. I'll describe away. So actually, it's a pretty intense battle. Like, almost too intense. But like every time Veneri goes in for a hit with the pound, that Scroopy, like, scorpion-like armor just won't budge. Won't budge. And it's just responding with like a tail slap here and there. And Veneri's like just taking hits after hit after hit. And Randy's sort of welling up a bit because every time Scaroopy goes in and like bites or throws Wimpy across the room, yeah. Wimpy just gets back up again and like keeps going in for another pound. So shouldn't be getting up. Shouldn't but be getting up. Yeah. He's smashed, he's smashed into the, into the mirror and he goes down and then I'm like, Wimpy, I think it's time. And then Wimpy's like, pardon, pardon. And then he gets up again and then goes for it. And then I'm like, Stop! Stop! And then I run in and I just sort of, just hug Wimpy a bit and I just say, just stop! And I think Wimpy, who's been holding himself, like, pure adrenaline, just kind of flops into you. It's alright. Burn! 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 Don't have to prove anything, Wimpy, it's okay. Burn! Let's take a rest, take a rest, alright? Alright. And then I return Wimpy. Okay. Scroopy. I think Scroopy, I look at Scroopy, and Scroopy's just looking in the mirror, and whereas Baneri had a really reflective moment, Scroopy's just attacking his own reflection. Gary? Gary, you right? Gary, that's you! you foaming, don't... foaming a little bit. And then I think he tries to eat a stone. No, that's not good for you. No, no, Scroopy, I'll return! Gary! And then Randy just goes, oh god. And Kenny, you you were you were there getting mm -hmm. getting chilly with with Terence and Philip. What's going on? What's guanin? Do you have a uh, meat free, dairy free, food free? I mean, you want a drink? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get the sort of stock. <laughs> um, I didn't prep this, but I can attempt to make you something. You know what? It's fine. I've been excommunicated. Just give me the chilling. Oh, uh... Yeah! Go, Theo! Let loose! What do you want to do now? Take off your clothes! Join Kenny! Wait, oh, I'm clothed now. I hate wearing clothes. <laughs> There's a, like, a sort of dark cloud over Kenny as he realises he's wearing clothes. Kenny, I would never take my clothes off in, and then Theo remembers taking their clothes off inside the cast form room to swap clothes with somebody else, looks down and sees robes and goes, Oh, God damn it. Oh. You're still in paladin robes, right? Yeah. We should find you a t-shirt or something. T-shirts? Yes. 
We will take two chilies, please. Okay, of course. Uh, and a T-shirt, oh, if you no. have one. Oh, <laughs> three chilies. Three chilies. Kenneth! Oh. Theo! Over here! It's me, Barnaby Timms! And Harold! Did you mention uh, clothes? Oh, uh, yes. 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 Because, I don't know if you know this, but I'm the son of a gentleman. And no, you, Barnaby? The son of a very, very wealthy gentleman, and I love to brag about it. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And one of the perks is, oh hell, I'll just show you. Why not? <laughs> a wagon rolls in, and he goes, go goat, and a go go comes in. <laughs> this is my tag along wardrobe. How do you think I look so great? It's because I keep all of my wardrobe with me at all times. I would love nothing more to say thank you for the great work you did for me and, well, introducing to my best friend, Hedrol. Stop it, stop it. You, you can't you can't do that to me. Take any item of clothing that you like. Theo, do, do people have more than one set of clothes? Uh, uh, this has blown both of their minds. <laughs> Neither of them have worn anything other than robes or, like, one set of clothes. When Kenny washes his clothes, he just sits in front of the washing machine and waits for them to, to dry it, like... Fully naked. Fully naked, yeah. yeah. It's preferred option. Theo is amazed that there are clothes other than green in the world. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you, Barnaby. Yes, um, thank you. I guess we'll... Do a montage? Into, <laughs> I guess we'll do a montage. So, did, wait, did someone say uh, clothes montage? Barnaby. Ah! Yes, uh, hi. Yes, I did say clothes montage. Uh, um, and might I say... You do need some new clothes. I, d I didn't want to say it, but I... Yeah, I mean... It, it... I mean, those are literal rags. <laughs> it's like you're trying to make a point about your character through your clothing. I, I, I suppose, but uh, yeah, this is all I have. So, um, if... I mean, if you have anything going spare... Oh, I have this. And Kenny gives the hospital gown. Oh, oh my goodness, that's so kind! Oh, uh, 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 okay, so the hospital gown's nice, but we've got some real clothes with the go-go. Well, I mean, let's, let's try some stuff, right? Everybody... with an overly large hat and sunglasses and heels that are too big for her and she's like maybe and everyone's like shakes no. their head oh. the go-go just eats the hat yeah. <laughs> Barnaby Tim's head roll here uh, uh, yes just a question why do you also bring around women's clothes you said this was your own personal wardrobe and uh and it is Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Theo. What is your what's your first outfit? I want Theo in a full three piece green tweed suit Ooh. with Chelsea boots and a high necked lace women's shirt underneath it. Men's nice. suit, woman's shirt. Lovely, lovely. Wow. So lovely. full. So what was was it green? Like a full like dark green, dark green tweed, tweed three piece suit with a sort of women's lace. Yeah, lovely. Okay. Any head any headgear or anything? Or is it still just those tight braids? No, tight braids. I think maybe a new pair of spectacles that somehow oh. just uh, just a nice pair of horn rimmed cute spectacles. Designer spectacles. Yeah. Kenny, what it, what's your what have you chosen? What's, um, what's Kenny chosen Kenny. to wear? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Why no. have I opened up this treasure of horrors? Well, Kenny doesn't really have any sort of ideas about fashion or anything. What? No. <laughs> I'm surprised people. Um, so Kenny bases all of his clothes based on the people that he's met in the, over the last week. So he comes out with a selection of different styles. So he has Hedrill's hat, his own bow tie, Brandy's baggy hoodie, 
Barnaby's very smart trousers and whatever Theo has on their feet. Chelsea boots, I guess. Yeah. Chelsea boots. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea boots. So actually, Chingani's bottom half is looking pretty smart. He's in fairly smart trousers and Chelsea boots. Kenny's top half is a mess. Yeah. Kenny also tries to sort out a little bit of like stubble and stuff, but it's so Wait. patchy and sort of leaves are quite a, too much on the upper lip. So Kenny's and tried to shave. Kenny's tried to shave, yeah. <laughs> to um, shave. In fact, one of the montages, he comes out and he's wearing exactly the same clothes, but he's just got razor cuts all over his face. Oh, um, and then someone looks behind Kenny and they see Mustache holding a razor in their mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just been like a magic cut has just been flailing around with a razor blade. Corp, corp, corp. Um, Oh, it's such a dark image, but such a light podcast. It's funny. <laughs> oh, Sweeney Todd with Magikarp as Sweeney Todd. The demon harbour of Fleet Street. Um, yes, that's Magikarp's thing. He's surprisingly creative. Bowtie is suddenly in touch with their inner diva in this cacophony of clothes and accessories and everything. And so actually the longest montage is all based on Rowler coming in and out until actually they come back out wearing nothing at all and everyone's like... That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so Rowlett's a little bit vain. It's quite me- melodramatic. So Ra- Rowlett likes wearing human clothes. Well, likes to, but isn't. I like Rowlett being like slightly overly dramatic. Like maybe in Rain Dance, they weren't actually knocked out that whole time. But we're like sort of every now and then just open their eyes and we're like, people are still looking after me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like always <laughs> like that. I am okay. Everyone's making a fuss. Yeah. Bowtie's been so good about themselves right now. They thought a Weedle, a Psyduck, and a Sork. Things grass and flying types are amazing against. So Rowlet's on like a huge success rate right now. There are some some other sort of audience members. One little boy comes up to Rowlet and goes, Ah, ah, Mr. Kenny? Hello, little Eustace. Could I? What? It's alright, my name is not of matter now. Um, uh, I'm sorry, can I, can I get, can I get Rowlet's autograph? They were the strongest Pokemon in the tournament. Well, maybe you shouldn't be asking me, Bowtie. <laughs> can we say Rowlet is almost like, so like overwhelmed. <laughs> and like, and like, it's almost frozen. And so, does Kenny have to like, wrap his hand around the wing and write the autograph for Rowlet? <laughs> Yes. That's yes, that's good. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're, you're now my favourite Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Faints. Immediate faints. So, Kenny and Theo come out and they've, they've got their new outfits. Uh, I think Hannah comes out and she's got... Yeah. What's she wearing now? Um, <laughs> a gown. Like, she's got the yeah, most but, like, expensive... The fanciest, yeah. fanciest thing I could possibly find. You've got the long gloves. I've got a tiara. Unbelievable. You've picked the most expensive... Theo, it was so generous of Barnaby to not only have all those clothes, but have all those different sizes to fit any people. Mm-hmm. Really quite the extensive wardrobe. It's all the clothes from the rest of my life. <laughs> this is so nice. Thank you so much. And then Litwick is providing a backlight for Hannah, just mm. like illuminating, dancing off the kind of jewels in the tiara and the necklace and stuff. Like, Litwick, Litwick. Just providing some dramatic effect. I think Heron just take some cufflinks. Maybe there's some cufflinks kind of thrown to the side of the sort of general chaos of everybody putting on loads of clothes and cutting stuff up yeah. and Heron just sort of walked past and was like, Yoink. that's quite nice.
Well, here we are in the midsection. <laughs> I haven't heard the midsection for my whole life. Uh, now I've seen it with my own eyes. It ain't big enough for the four of us, I tell oh, you that much. Four strangers in Dustbowl Town. <laughs> One of them's holding that damn new contraption to fold. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. Imagine, maybe we should. Okay, I think we've done it. I think that's with an ursaring. Mm. <laughs> Pulling hair. That is a big hat. Yeah, it's a huge hat. <laughs> Bigger than normal. Is this, is this, is this the, the husband and or wife of the people he's hired? It's there? that big of a hat. They both fit. <laughs> no, I they meant... Both fit. It's well, I mean, the I humans are in the teddy ass's hat yeah, or the, or the teddy ass is in the human's hat. What is your idea? Because I definitely thought... Have you seen Ratatouille? Yes! Have you seen Ratatouille? Yeah, so there's a teddy ursa in the hat controlling okay. yes. the humans. But it, so, it, so you made it sound like the husband and wife were in teddy <laughs> The husband and wife were being controlled. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them. One of them. Yeah. Does the other one know? Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's why, after it evolved into an Ursa ring, they're suddenly like, "Honey, I've got something I already need to tell you because the hat is not getting any bigger." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of it evolving on that man's old woman's head. <laughs> oh my god! Evolved on the head. Evolved on the head. Thank you very much, Scott. We Thank love you. It. Bye. To the dust bowl. We gotta leave this the town. Bandits are coming. Let's run. I think that um, that fashion show sort of takes us towards the end of the day. To bedtime. So basically, you could head back to Surfloat if you wanted to look for somewhere. I basically, is there is there any sort of like business, anything unfinished in Surfloat you sort of feel like you wanted to tie up, or any people you wanted to see, or no. anything? No. No. I don't. No, I can't really go back at the stage. Rough yeah. For me, don't live there. So Too many enemies. I was destroyed by cannons. So. <laughs> yeah. Don't live there. Home destroyed. Home destroyed. Okay, so let's say there is a little a little refugee encampment set out just outside the uh, the tree by Terence and Philip, I guess. So who who do we think's like sticking around? I think um, most people are sticking yeah. around at night because most people are planning to go off in the morning. I think. Yeah. And start. I mean, who got trailer licenses? Was it just us? Heron got one. 
Barnaby Honey was so moved by that yeah. fight she gave them to both of them Barnaby and Hedgehog got one Squash Mallet was given one but she, was like she took it and folded it up into an origami crane Squash Mallet has one she just hasn't got it Squash Mallet <laughs> mysteriously disappeared yeah Squash Mallet probably already had one to be honest mm. just showing up for effect yeah. I like the idea of Squash Mallet just making a sculpture out of wreckage somewhere in the corner. She's just <laughs> <laughs> there making a small art installation. I don't think Carlos got one. Oh, oh no, no. Carlos. He didn't win. Yeah, okay, Carlos gets one. I don't really see a reason why anyone... All the named characters yeah, got one. Yeah, all named characters. All, <laughs> the, all, the, all those other rookies that we never really focused on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Candy's out handing train licences to the named characters that we that we know. I think maybe you see her talk a little bit longer with a couple of them as well, kind of in a similar way to maybe how she spoke to you. But yeah, is there anything that you, Theo in particular, I feel like you haven't maybe had a moment yet. Is there anything maybe you want to you wanna do with your Pokemon? I think Theo turns to the others and says, I'm happy to stay wherever this evening, but I'm just going to go and uh, meditate as an excuse. But sure. goes off and goes to find... Somewhere in the tower. I, th- I think Theo's the kind of person that would walk for quite a while to find somewhere that was quiet and the right place. Oh, into, into the forest or in, like into the back into the tree. Oh, into I the think. tree. Back okay. into the tree. Find somewhere in there. Wanders around. Maybe like goes into a abandoned biodome. Fire biome. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe finds the what? What biodomes did we have? Maybe there's there's a there's a one mate. Yeah. Be a mystic biome. Yeah. Let's go for like a swampy mystic biome. Nice. Um, abandoned, not particularly destroyed. Goes sets up camp there. Let's out the Pokemon. Starting with with Meditide, who knows exactly what's going on. Gets into position, Meditide, goes into pose. Meditide. Pretty sure you just went. Meditide. Meditide. Does whatever a Meditide does. I, I, <laughs> may, I may have done that. <laughs> um, Swaddle and Kabuto are a little bit more confused by the entire process because they've never they know how to meditate. See. Kabuto. See. Medi. I am. Um, Kabuto goes, just crawls up your back and just starts clipping. Kabuto? Yeah, I guess whatever calms you down. Kabuto. Yeah, okay. Kabuto? Swaddle, this is something that we uh, learned in the church. And then Theo has a little pause, a little winded by realising that actually whatever they do now doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of this religious order. And goes, what we do is every evening we meditate and ask questions of the great... Sloking. So what I'm going to need you to do is just clear your mind and sit here in silence with us. You see Sawaddle close her eyes and then almost immediately you just, you just see her go... <laughs> see? I thought he was supposed to be the clever one, but okay, right. Uh, and then really I think... Really lazy Sawaddle. <laughs> for, a, for a Sawaddle with the trickiest moveset that's ever existed, really really not that interested in, <laughs> in actually intellectual displays. I think um, med- Meditite, actually, you look down at Meditite and by all accounts, they are trying to do the meditative pose they've done night after night, night after night, year after year, however long you've had Meditite mm. and they've been doing it. But I think there's a, there's a strange tension in Meditite this time. It's that feeling where you know you have to sleep. It's like when you've got an alarm set and you're trying so desperately to sleep and clear your mind and you just you just can't for some one reason or another and you can see the frustration coming into the usually plaintive calm mind of Meditite and eventually Meditite just reopens their eyes has not has not been able to perform that floating lotus pose and just looks up at you Meditite I think normally you're so used to Meditite just speaking Meditite mm. med- but for sort of the first time in a long time you hear confusion 
and you hear a fear, a lack of direction mm. in Meditite's voice, as if Meditite is asking, I don't know where I fit anymore. I feel like you've made a decision for both of us, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Meditide. Theo takes this moment, still Kabuto fiddling around in the hair, strokes the carapace of Kabuto, who understands that this is a sign to be quiet. Kabuto Kabuto goes over to swaddle, and is just kind of like (laughs) moving leaves around. And Theo sits down, just like on the ground together, both earthed, touching the ground. And Theo looks at Meditite and goes, you can go back to the church if you want. Meditite senses in you a lack of surety, which is uneasy. And I think Meditite explains, it's, it's not that I want to go back, it's that I don't feel safe going forward. And then I think Theo, in a moment that probably doesn't happen very often, considering the, the use of psychic energy most of the time, takes Meditite's hand and just holds it while they're sat there. And then Theo says, I don't know if you remember when we first came to the church, but Meditate. meditation wasn't easy for us then. And we were always told by our mentors that if we can't do it on our own, we have to do it together to clear our minds. And so you're right, I don't know what's going next. And it's quite clear that neither do you, but maybe together we can figure this out. Can I ask something? Did you have Meditite pre-church or were you given Meditite at the church? It's a good question. I'm going to say that we met at the church. Yeah, so you were almost assigned Meditite. Yeah. I quite like the idea that as your hands touch and the, the mist of the mystical swamp swirls around the paw of Meditite and Theo's hand, maybe both of you in your psychic connection are sort of taken back to that day. Canaan, a younger Canaan, hasn't, hasn't quite got the cane yet. And it's, it's, it's a ceremonious day, I feel, in the church, probably using the central library as a ceremony chamber. Can I have an idea for a ritual? Yes, here? please. So the students go up to the front and they have a mock King's Rock placed upon the head. <laughs> that was a King's Mock among <laughs> students. Um, and it basically, the Pokemon also, potential partners, are all lined up, mm. also wearing King's Mocks. King's Mocks. And whichever sort of colour the gem glows on the King's Mock matches the Pokemon that you're going to be with. Oh, okay. And that... do, do, does anyone really understand the... No, deeply arcane. It's deeply arcane. Nobody understands. Okay, fine. There fine. are also more colours than anybody has ever seen. Like, oh. pretend, like there are colours on the spectrum that nobody's ever witnessed. Wow. So a few of your fellow acolytes have gone up. I don't know if Theo bonded with anyone. Oh, Probably, no. probably no. not. No, 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 no. no, no, no. 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 So it's like that thing where a few other people are like quite excited and talking with each other. Yeah, and Theo's like two feet taller than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. off to the side a little bit. And Theo's name is called by Kenneth mm-hmm. uh, the- Theo. And a, a small smile appears on their face. There's some whispers from a few of the other acolytes being like, oh, yeah, better going to get a trubbish. You know? um, <laughs> the trubbish with the King's Mock on is like, wouldn't be that bad. Kanan <laughs> <laughs> places a reassuring hand on Theo's shoulder, gives it a little squeeze. It'll be, it'll be all right, don't worry. Just stay calm. Mm-hmm. Try and clear your mind. Thank you. Again. And places the, the King's Mock on Theo's head. And... Well, it just doesn't, like, illuminate at all. There's some, like, snickers and whispers from the acolytes. And I think maybe a few of the uh, the U's and the I's as well are like, oh, yeah, so I know why. 
And Theo has been thinking and thinking and thinking, and that's why Theo has succeeded so well at the church all this time, that they are a great overthinker and they can't they can't clear it. It's all just it's constant boggy mess, and then suddenly just a phantom will appear out of it, a parent, a weird figure. And I think Theo is is returned to the family and returned to a very physical, macho family of parents and siblings, mocking them just as much for physical ineptitude and now again for mental ineptitude. So maybe rather than Theo reaching out and calling Pokemon. Maybe in your mind, Theo, you feel something calling you, which is not how it's meant to work. Mm. It's, very, it's very much a sort of like acolyte finds and discovers their Pokemon rather than anything going the opposite way. But something, something's different. Someone or something senses there is a disharmony, discord in, in this mind. But there is, there is an interest and there is a direction. Maybe there's a specific memory that, that is used as an anchor. What do you think maybe that might be? Um, so I think that there's a there's a sort of recurring memory, but the first time it happened was growing up when sort of sparring was a pretty common sparring sort of like sports day, like family sports days. Like I think Theo's family was one of those families that like went for runs in the morning when they went on holiday. Sure. sure. No offense to anybody's families who go for <laughs> runs in the morning, but also offense. And um and you know, there was like family sports days every year. And I think there was one time where one of their siblings said to them, Oh, you're stupid and you're incompetent. Like what are you? You're not smart. You can't do anything. You're not physical. You're not mental. What can you do? And I think that that thought and that idea has carried through. Theo is neither particularly academic and is also not particularly sporty, but Theo to themselves thinks I am strong and I am smart. And I think that combination of the physical and the mental fighting and psychic is that combination that has always carried through Theo's mind. And thinking that thought through over and over again of people saying they're not smart, they're not strong, they're not smart, they're not strong. And Theo goes, I need someone who is smart and strong. So I think there's that thought process going on and then this anchor is hooked and possibly even the gem doesn't actually change colour. To you, you feel a change. But in spite of there not being a a, a sort of recognisable illumination, this Meditite steps forward and the whispers and the murmurs and the laughter and everything just stops for a minute and the Meditite looks down the row of Pokemon one side looks down again and just continues down into the centre of the chamber to where Theo is sat the King Smock and just takes the King Smock off and stands next to you and sort of looks up at you gives you a nod we fade out of that Mm. that little memory and we're back into the swamp but Meditite releases your hand, Meditite, and understands there's a reason that we were partnered. And you're right, we should do things together. A little while later, in the clearing outside of the tree, with a few woobats just sort of flitting over your heads. Um, what? Bat. Bat. You said a few. I did. I did. That's true. <laughs> you set up a few tents. 
this sort of mini ad hoc encampment settles down and night falls on the clearing. I went out and I'm, I'm setting up my tent and I think set it up near Theo and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. tie my hammock up to two branches near Great. my friends. I think we sort of go to bed kind of, kind of like, wow, we achieved something something great and we're all really tired yeah <laughs> yeah we are what a day we almost we go Wait, to have I, a conversation I, I, we go to like say something and then we all just fall asleep immediately <laughs> on the spot like yeah. just completely out cold as anime heroes do perfect as dawn rises on the sun dappled leaves of ratuno forest and spreads into the glade where the tree rises in this clearing you sort of wake with the natural light and sounds of a few fletchling tweeting in the trees and as you peer out of your tents, you see a flock of seven skarmory have landed near the sort of base of the tree, each one with different coloured decals. I sort of see them like the colours of the rainbow. Red arrow style, each one has a different colour, and they're just... And Candy is over there speaking to what looks like their handler, who is dressed in this similar sort of Pokemon League uniform, the blue, the black. She has some nice sort of piloty decals on her, maybe a leather jacket over the top, tight blonde ponytail. And you see there's a couple of people gathering over with Candy, basically the people who she lingered a little bit longer on last night. So Heron is making a slow approach. Heron, Bash and Hannah, maybe that's it. Well, you said seven, so maybe we could put one more in, and then there's Vespa. Vespa, Vespa. just out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. We haven't okay. really maybe yeah. Vespa that. did some amazing stuff just off screen. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Which one's Vespa again? He's the, uh, the, sorry, they the, are the, the church. Uh, person. Oh, the other church person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so it. Vespa. Yeah, I like that as well. Okay, Ooh. so and we're all like, why is Vespa there? Like, <laughs> doesn't seem to do anything. All right, so maybe a person, a person that maybe you don't. Immediately recognise, Theo, you, you identified in Surfloat mm. as this hooded Vespa figure, and they're just approaching Candy. What do you do? Do we go join? I think so. I think she's just going to want money out of us. That's pretty much her thing. She was the treasurer, right? She, she was the treasurer. She just, she just champions a lot of good causes mm. to the point where you just think, you know what? You're your own good cause sometimes. Just buy yourself a meal, you know? I can't believe in a world with an evangelist church and six evil teams, it's the Pokemon League that's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what she says. Okay, so as everyone approaches, I think Hannah's like, oh, hey, hey, guys, did you uh, did you get Eth to come here too? Yes, yeah? we did, Hannah. Do you know what this is about? Uh, that, don't something about an STI. <laughs> yeah, something um, like that. Okay, okay, that's, that's interesting. And Heron looks at you, Randy, pushes up their glasses again, moves a blue lock of hair out of their face. Brandy? You're looking tired. You're looking grey? Yeah, well, apparently, I wake up, everyone's got new clothes except me, <laughs> so brilliant. You disappeared. Just, we didn't know where you were. Heron, yeah. Heron just moves their hand up to their ears so as it shut off the new coupling. I'm seeing it shine. <laughs> it's like a diamond coupling. Uh, yes, and Theo... Vesper is, is definitely looking at you, but not really saying anything mm. immediately at this point. But before there is a chance for a conversation, Candy comes over. Oh, you've all arrived. Uh, this is... Okay, this is it. You came. Okay, thank you for coming. This is new. This is not something we at the Pokemon League have done before, but um, the Formia region is in trouble. There is a lot of... Um, Evil teams. Yeah, uh, yes, there are a lot of... There are so many evil teams. Unsavory we've met, groups. We've met three or four in the last... Three days. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on, and I can see, for one reason or another, you people here have been in the thick of it in the last couple of days. But you're all here, you're all standing strong, and you've proved you can stand up 
to some punishment. I came here today, yes, to judge the Surflow Trainer School tournament, but I have to admit I came with an ulterior motive. I'm also here on behalf of the Pokemon League to scout some particularly exceptional trainers to help the region of Formia, to defend the region of Formia. The champion is who knows where. The, the, the region's in chaos and there's a power vacuum. The Pokemon League is scrambling desperately to keep up and we need new recruits because frankly, we don't have enough highly skilled qualified trainers and we're trying to accelerate a few special trainers to a higher level. A few special trainers, you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Particularly skilled were your words? Well, well, the skilled, there's, there's also a, an emotional determination factor that comes into it as well. Oh, um, I prefer the other bits where I was particularly skilled well, that, exceptional that, that, Yeah, also based on this group, I wouldn't say that emotional skill is our, is our great well, virtue Well, there's, there's, there's a mixture of, uh, of all sorts going on here. Mm. The point is, I see something in all of you for one reason or another. Yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a lot of gaps in your skill sets, but that's the point. I want to invite you to come to the Pokemon League HQ with me. But now? Yeah. And we want to train you guys up into elite fighters, elite trainers. And if you will, help us stop some nefarious teams. You've all got your licenses because you want to enter the system of the Pokemon League. You want to make some money. You want to ascend the ranks. We can help you. That's all very well and good, but some of us want to be the Pokemon champion. Of course. Of course you do. It's me, Heron. I know, of course it's Heron. I saw your cufflinks shining, glinting in the sunlight. Of course, and you should do that. But to become the Pokemon champion, you have to get stronger. A Porygon and a Hoot Hoot is not going to cut it, Heron. So... (laughs) Hoot Hoot! Hoot Hoot! Sorry, there's just a lot of noise going on over there. So this is almost like we are graduating from trainer school to the next step of training. Yeah, it's to say you've been given a scholarship for your exceptional performance in defending Surflow Trainer School. Now, honestly, there's no requirement here. You don't have to, but I think it would benefit you. Well, I think sooner or later, some people are going to try to attack me, a bit like I've seen people attack another person at this school, and stories I've heard of people attacking and taking other people like me. And quite frankly, I kind of need all the help I can get. So I'm in. That's great. And Hannah's like, I, I mean, my, my, my home was destroyed at the pier on Thurfloat, um, and I'm, I'm just here trying to help my family. So anything, anything I can do to, to, to help the region and, and, and maybe make some money, I'm, I'm in too. A scholarship does sound like academia, so sign me up too. Anything that makes me stronger is good for me. And I really shouldn't go anywhere without my brother because he will offend people. Vespa doesn't say anything, but just puts a hand in. <laughs> yes, just a silent hand. Is Vespa mute? Maybe Vespa's mute. Maybe, maybe. Perfect for a podcast character. <laughs> <laughs> mute character. We'll find out later. So all eyes are now just on Brandy. Brandy. Well, I mean, these two wouldn't be a lot without me. I very much step up to the leadership role a lot of time. That's why you're the last to make this decision. Exactly. I follow into the fray like a good general. <laughs> I want to be the Pokemon champion. I want to be able to beat stronger people. And she looks at Wimpy's Pokeball. It's like, and I think my Pokemon do as well. The only way we're going to do that is to accept all the help we can get. So yeah, I'm, I'm up for a ride. To the train station? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We've got some Skarmory's to fly you guys there. 
What? <laughs> well, why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> if you just said Skarmory is going to take up, obviously I was going to go. <laughs> okay, well, now I've learned my tactic needs to be uh, reversed in the future. Um, Immediately stop the Skarmory. so badass. I haven't stopped looking at the Skarmory's this entire time. <laughs> One of them's got nine abs. <laughs> One of them's a shiny. <laughs> Wait, no, they're all shiny. One of them's normal. <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I am. This is going to be one heck of a ride. To the Pokemon League. And with that, Exclamation from Candy. We conclude Frenzy Plant, the second and frenziest of all arcs thus far in Critical Ditto. I apologise, a bit like Tom a few episodes ago, if this is a bit weird. Um, I am also recording this on my phone. I seem to have misplaced the wire that connects the microphone to something to record it. So... Whoops. I hope you enjoyed this episode slightly slower than the more frantic, some may say, frenzied episodes of the podcast recently but um, we hope you enjoyed it nonetheless uh, we all certainly enjoyed basically not rolling and messing around for a couple of hours i hope you also enjoyed the dream sequence within a dream sequence that was a particular highlight for me we all look forward to getting involved in our next arc foul play which is going to be very exciting and you all get to enjoy a rather nice bonus episode next week as we wrap up a few loose threads not not that there were any Obviously. Anyway, before I go, I would like to thank the creators of Pokemon Tabletop United and Pokemon Tabletop Journeys, uh, PokemonTabletop.com. I'd also like to thank the amazing musicians Braxton Burks and the Material Collective and Glitch X City for their fabulous music that we all use a lot and enjoy. Of course, I'd like to thank Satoshi Tajiri and Junisi Masuda for, you know, Pokemon. We are not related to Game Freak, Nintendo, or the Pokemon Company. Nope, we are not-for-profit and fan-made. I would also, of course, like to thank my friends and yours, Stu, David, and Tom. That's all from me, so before I go, go out there and be the very best, like no one ever was. In other words, just be yourself. Like Barnaby Timson Headroll, but what if they, what if what they, they hate, hate them? Them? That's true. And yeah. people are like, thank God. Oh, they're out. They're out. Okay. They okay. Have the Jar Jar Binks as well. So <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>